Before we get started, please take the time to like, add, and subscribe to our pages on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and iTunes. Also, please leave us a review. That's the rule in the ice hut. Everything melts to the hole. So like, just be like, if you want something protected, put it in a zipper pocket or don't bring it out on the ice because it's going to the hole. <laughs> it's tribute to the lake. We wander our way over, you know, because this is Wolfram Ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? what's up what's up everybody how are we doing welcome back to another wonderful wednesday with the wandering ways crew it's uh the man the myth the guy uh who talks first most of the time reverend mark myself and with me as per usual, uh he is uh somewhere in the U.S., uh, doing something. I heard it's cold, um, but yeah, he's just doing his thing. He does other things, and he loves things. And the more things that he has, he's just a big thing kind of guy. It's Ranger Zach. How we doing? Great. I am fantastic. It is negative ten degrees here in Billings, Montana, on this fine February evening. We are recording a wonderful podcast with our good pal, Matt Buddy, the buddy, everybody's buddy, hippity-hey, hippity-doo-dah. Um, yeah, it was great, man. We talked we talk with Matt about go t- taking him out on the ice, ice fishing, uh, talk a little Bigfoot, you get into it all. It was it, It's a great day. It's a great day to be alive. Um I, how have you been? I've been I've been good. Uh, I got I got actually an interesting story to tell okay. today before because it's not really pertinent to later conversation, but I think it's interesting. And well, I don't know if it's interesting, but <clears throat> anyways, I'm on a bike ride this last weekend, and I'll admit I'm kind of out in the middle of nowhere. I got a new watch and it's got navigation. Uh, so I'm like, oh, sweet. I'm not going to get lost. So let's try and test this navigation out. And uh, I'm way probably like no cell service kind of area, dirt road type deal. Tons of houses around. Well, not tons, but enough, a decent amount. And going uphill and all of a sudden I see this car kind of start going up towards its driveway and it stops. Not next to a mailbox, just stops kind of where it's at. I go on by right, and this car turns right around, and it follows me for like a the good next, uh, I felt like 10 minutes. It was kind of like following me, uh, but again, this was uphill. I was tired, and I'm like, this is fucking weird, so it could have been less time than that, but it just felt longer, and... Could have passed me. I'm not going fast that fast because, again, uphill and I'm on the side. Could have gone around. But, no, it followed me for a good little bit. Why? Oh, no. Never said anything. I was telling the 
I was telling someone I work with about it and he's like, he goes, uh, he goes, well, do you carry a knife? And I go, no, I don't carry a knife. He's like, well, I'd carry a knife. They were definitely waiting for you to be super exhausted and hop off your bike and then fuck you up. Maybe. I think he's exaggerating with that one, but I, I don't know the, the crime rates in Ashland, you know, like, certain like apparently kias are really easy to break into so people like break into kias places so i don't know it was like it, oh ashland has like a bike theft ring going kind of thing yeah, but this is uh i'm out in the middle of nowhere you know kind of I, deal like i'm not in town i'm on a perfect dirt gravel road like up in the mountains maybe they're lost and going to ask you for directions then why didn't they they could have 2023 people are scared of that shit I mean, I don't know. I, it was just, I don't know why. I, to be honest, maybe it was malice. Maybe it wasn't malice. It, it was just a weird kind of experience. Did you take them? No, I, I was just, I didn't want to get my phone out or anything. I, I was kind of just trying to get to the top because I almost reached like the top of the last climb I was on. And then it was like downhill for like the next 10 miles back to my apartment type deal. Oh, I feel you. So I I was no it, it was just a weird experience if I'm being it was a pretty pretty bike ride um I don't know if I'll do it again because of that experience I feel you no that's fair uh, yeah get the heebie-jeebies you got the heebie-jeebies yeah and I've been in some places where like you know I've been on back roads in Humboldt where you know you come across a grow they'll kill you and I didn't feel as weirded out as I did on that ride. Right. Uh, you live and you learn, I guess, right? And that's one of those. Yeah. Um, but it was a cold ride. And speaking of cold, um, you and good old Matt Buddy, we're just going to kind of hop in, move on over to the conversation with Matt Buddy. We got Matt Buddy back on, everybody's favorite buddy. Um, so make sure you pay attention. Hit him up on the good old Instagram uh lakota thunder 52 32 80, i always forget 82. 82 82 i wasn't even close um hit him up on uh the instagram lakota thunder 82 say hi matt buddy how you doing he'll say good doing good um but you yeah. guys went ice fishing and we talk all about it anything to it's, go before we jump in it's good don't fall in Hey, hey there, Reverend. Um, I heard that you might be running dry on your sticker supplier. Yeah, I've been looking around and I've kind of like run out of cool stickers to buy and put on water bottles and stuff. Well, I, I mean, have you seen the stuff Josh has been coming out with lately? No, I have not. Well, he is doing some really cool stuff with the Shop LS574. Yes, they're working with indigenous communities and making some really cool stickers um he has a really cool buffalo mountain sticker there's even water bottles hats sweatshirts the whole swag and we even got a discount code for you guys yes if you use wandering ways at shop ls574 you're going to be getting a discount on your next purchase but not only that you're going to be giving a percentage of that sale to the little shell tribe as well as they donate 
a dollar of every sale to murdered and missing indigenous women. So just such a cool thing going on there. You know, you use the code wandering ways, W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G-W-A-Y-S, and you put that in there, boom, you're getting a discount. Anyways, we're here. We got the man, the myth, the legend, everybody's buddy. He's raining from the north of Oregon in a place called Portland P-Town PDX. They're known for like carpets. It's Matt, buddy. How you doing, bud? Doing well, my guy. Um, it, it, it's been a minute. It's We've been in like hibernation mode this winter. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's definitely cold, uh, you know, which is not a bad thing. You know, we need some cold. We need some snow to hopefully not get those wildfires or at least as bad of wildfires. Oh, yeah, that moisture, man. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's getting it good. You know, we need that snow to to have that melt. Um, Hopefully we don't get the runoff like we did last year with like those those really rainstorms with the hot rain that basically melted the snow and gave the flooding to Yellowstone. But we'll see, right? It's cra- crazy. I was on a business call today and it's negative. I just showed you negative nine degrees Fahrenheit. Feels like negative 21 degrees Fahrenheit here in Billings. Haven't left my house all day. And <laughs> um, I we're the business call on the Zoom. They're in Washington, D.C., 80 degrees today. Yeah. Like, tell me climate change isn't real. That's insane. Oh, no. This is how I know, one, climate change is real. And two, this cold spell that we're in, this is how I know that it's actually legit and, like, cold and we have issues, is good old Humboldt got, like, a half inch of snow. Humboldt never snows. It's like a once in a decade thing. That would be wild, though, the redwoods in the snow. Yeah, it would be really cool. I was fortunate enough when I was there, it's it it snowed and I'm using hand quotations for the people just listening because it was like a dusting. You know, you didn't even get like maybe a centimeter of accumulation um type deal. Um, but like no, this time, uh this time it's like legit snow. Well, you should have gotten the car and drove down there. I have this thing called work. I know you don't know what that is, but uh, I, I have that. <laughs> oh, accountability. Well, Zach and I, Mark, we took a work call that Thursday. We went, drove out to Montana. We took it from Connell, Washington, of all places, which if you don't remember is where that big prison is out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> just- like. Hopefully we get service in time for this call because we're trying to time it. Like, do we stop in Tri-Cities or do we stop in Connell? Because that's the last town for a while. So we took the work call from the gas station parking lot there. You just did it in the in the parking lot there? You didn't, like, drive? No, yeah. yeah we just well, sat there. just because the service north of there to Ritzville would have been spotty. Uh, I was going to say it was going to make the drive more enjoyable. <laughs> uh, right it would have and it would have uh but it was one of those ones where it was like we needed the like powerpoint presentation so it's like let's hit one of these towns let's get yeah. lunch somewhere let's eat um the old lady pulled up next to us had her lunch in the car it was great 
There you go. We call uh, Matt, you're a digital nomad. That's right. No, we we had to, uh, uh, sometimes you have to go old school because we had to dial in to the Zoom through like an actual number, which was interesting. So it would have been real old school if you had to do the whole like no we didn't have to do that but it was it was great because that road trip it was on our way to take matt his, his matt buddy the buddy his first time on ice to walk on ice ever yeah Jesus Christ, walking on ice. No, Matt, buddy, on ice. The show, live. And you can see the interview, but... A little sketch. Like, I was like, are we going to be okay? And Zach's like, I think 16 inches of ice, you're pretty safe. <laughs> 16. Yeah. That's a lot of ice. Right? Yeah, I don't know if you saw the video of Matt digging with the ice auger the day we went ice fishing, but he he's down there with it. Oh yeah. Oh no, yeah. That... Then you're more than chill. If you're, I think like, I think like, honestly, like six inches, you're okay. No. So the rules are three inches, two to three inches. You can walk on, but it's sketch. Four inches is like ice fishing is what they say, where you can like sit on it. That's the like, legal four inches. Six, six yeah. inches the ATV, I think. Yep. Eight is like a small truck or a small car. And then like 10 to 12 is you could start driving like trucks and shit out on there and no. like snowmobiles and what, like we were seeing snowmobiles, like it was nothing. And I was like, God, we got to get Mark up here in the winter and get him on a snowmobile. We were, we were <laughs> in snowmobile heaven right there. Cause there was like a trail that were coming back into town to like turn, you know, for their rentals to turn them in. And they're just like, zoom, 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 just hauling ass. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it, of it. I, bet. It like I mean, when you live in a place where it's icy and snowy like that, snowmobile is probably the ideal way to get around. Yeah, no, it's one of the, like, honestly, the problem is, is Sealy really hasn't seen as much snow as they typically do. Like, there's a lot of snow there, don't get me wrong, but even the locals are like, this is a bad winter. Yeah, but and, for those Montana numbers, it's not what it used to be, is what you're saying. Right. The numbers, the, yeah, we're not getting the snow. Cause like Sealy really was, if you look back in like the seventies, eighties, sixties of Montana, nineties, even Sealy was one of those towns. Like it's a snowmobile town in the winter. People get on there. Like, like you go to cook city, same thing. Like there's no other cars. Like that's like where you see the pictures of like cars with tracks, like cook city is one of those places. Sealy is one of those places. Yeah, no, I know exactly. Um, what what you mean by that the um the town up in alaska where i would um hop into the water on the get on the boat at right. uh, good old knacknick or knacknack alaska um <laughs> in the in the winter it's like uh, all snowmobile stuff it's also like you don't even get boats that come into port from like september till like may type deal <laughs> um there but also, also fun fact about good old Nacknick is uh, they take like a, a little airplane to school in the summer because uh, between like the two little North Nacknick, South Nacknick is a river. And in the winter, you can drive across it. But in the summer, it's a river. Big oh. river. oh, wow. Yeah, really cool river. Saw a bunch of beluga whales in that same river. Um, <clears throat> but 
No, it's a, it, that'd be nuts. Like to have that much ice to where you can drive on. I think I'd be sketched the flip out. Have you ever driven on ice? No. Like, uh, like a lake river ice or just like ice. Like, like a lake, like a frozen ice. No. Like, I've not walked, I've like, walked on ice. Yeah. That's not bad. Me, like last year we went ice fishing, like with Scott, we took his like side by side, uh, which isn't as heavy as a car, but we've taken like, we took our excursion out on Sealy one year oh. and uh, low key, like that's a heavy vehicle. If it's, if it's one of those years where it's really cold, like, especially up there where you're like, fuck, it's been in the zeros for like two, three weeks straight. I'm down to take the Rougarou and just go just snow blazing up on the up on the lake if you guys want <laughs> yeah i don't know it's one of those things it, it's like one of those things where they tell you like you're totally cool but you're not sure if you actually want to test it out you're like they say it's really cool but if on the off chance it's actually not well i'm really fucked <laughs> so right. no i i feel you because like that i mean it does suck if the car goes in the water like how you getting it out especially like those yeah. things like yeah <laughs> that'd be uh that'd be nuts you gotta get um what's it i see videos all the time for some guy that like he like scoops i guess more snorkel or scuba dives in like these different rivers and just like picks like wild shit up <laughs> like he went in san antonio and like first thing he finds is like one of those scooters like those little bird scooters like someone just like drove off into the <laughs> river you know they find all sorts of shit doing that no i got i do have it in my tackle box so if you guys are ever with me fishing i do got like a big magnet i did buy one of those that you could just throw in the water attach it to something and see what you can get wow well you can clean up clean up some metal like garbage that way even <laughs> yeah. like big magnets you know they could just drag them like at the bottom or something yeah, yeah. that's a great idea you should 100 uh, speaking of trouble speaking of getting in trouble matt you want to tell mark about what happened to us with the ice the ice hut oh god yeah so kind of getting into our experience there so the first day we went to that salmon lake um and tried the ice fishing there and we were like what one of like maybe there were six huts there zach when we got yeah, there throughout, like throughout the course of the day because it kind of varied you know there was like one or two huts that were there all day kind of like us then there was like you kind of had the morning guys that were leaving when we were there okay. yeah, and then there, there was like those you could tell they were like college kids from university of montana and they were there for like maybe two hours tops and the snow was blowing sideways and they just left <laughs> they didn't they didn't stay <laughs> they had their beer and stuff you know um no so we get out there so salmon lake first day it was all brand new didn't catch anything but it was like it it was just such a new thing but it's really like it's really chill you got to do the work and drag the sled with all the gear and your auger and for the listeners you know we had a gas powered pull start auger which makes life easier but we, you know, we've seen these hand drill ones where you got to crank it. And uh, that looks like pretty good little workout to drill through the ice there. So uh, that's the mark. That's the mark. Uh, 
interesting. I mean, they're the cheaper option, yeah, honestly. I, I would honestly go that direction as well. I mean, it's nice you guys had the gas one and stuff, but like, it, you know, it's crazy too. Is my dad's had that gas one for like 13 years, and maybe in its lifetime, it's been fired up 10 times. And it's just sat in that garage in Sealy for like the last 10 years unused. And me and Matt fire it up in like two fucking poles. Just brr, 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 and it's like, all right, like we're good to go. Like <laughs> fucking not leaky. We're great. Like, let's get this right. That was nice. And th- those are nice. But Matt's talking about the hand cranks. We're but we're also in a world right now where you're seeing a lot of guys switch their ice augers to the electric ones. Yeah. Even. Yeah. And so that makes the whole and uh is that where you went got into trouble or is there something else oh, oh, the, with oh, the no. tent? No, I'm I'm kind of just giving you guys the just the story from our our ice time here. Um but if you want me to get into that, we can. No, you can keep going. I was just curious oh, okay. if it yeah, was yeah. or wasn't. I'm gonna get to that. Uh so we're in Zach's uh tent it, and and for the listeners it it's like a tent like similar to a camping tent but more square and there's no bottom so it's got like the one zach has is like a, i don't know 500 tent or whatever it was but it's very insulated so you stay plenty warm out there like what it was like maybe what 30 degrees that first day zach yeah, it was good, like 30s, 40s, but but snowing all day except for like oh. about the sunset. And yep. then that second day, it was pretty much just snowing all day, probably down in the 20s more so. Yeah. Zach no. was hyping this tent up to where he was like, I think I'm going to go my summer camping with this tent. No, I mean, honestly, like you could, you could do it. Uh, I would maybe put a tarp down on the bottom first, just so you're not on like grass and dirt because it doesn't have the bottom but like grass would be fine dirt for sure material is so thick and like insulating i I was shocked at how warm we stayed in there with your little stuff too but well because i had that heater that second day the first day the heater fired up right away but we left it and the propane tanks in the jeep overnight so when it got cold that all got cold so the propane heater took like an hour to get started we're sitting there but like in when you're sitting but, there with the heater going it really wasn't that cold it, it almost was too hot even to me like you know what i mean like we had to like turn the heater down even so but no for me like so the you drill the hole and the hole is eight inches and like i'm i'm thinking the hole's like tiny like i'm thinking like oh you drill like a four inch hole and just just enough to put your line with like a hook down there and so like it was just like you could put two poles in one hole if you wanted how do you pull a fish out Matt? what how do you pull a fish out a four inch hole i mean i guess it's not a big fish then huh <laughs> See, so you gotta be optimistic. You gotta be optimistic. And I'm out there doing the 16 foot hole because I'm gonna get a big ass fish. Yeah, no. See, next year, next year when you come out, we're gonna cut. We're gonna get. I'm gonna buy the saw and then the spear, right? And we're gonna go spearing for pike. What you do is you cut like a rectangle out of the ice, however big you want, and you sit there and you have these decoys. 
and you sit these decoys at the bottom of the ice and the pike, just because they're such an alpha fish anyway, they swim over all curious, like, what are these little things? And then you just sit there and you don't like throw the spear. You just like drop it because it's the winter. You know, these fish aren't moving fast and it just bonks them. And then you pull it up and you get yourself a pike. And I know Matt Buddy likes to eat them. So that's, a, you know, a kind of a humane way of getting them. Well, I, the I think I would have to throw at least one spear just to feel <laughs> cool. Just like, yeah. <laughs> right. I, it'd be fun though because what you do like so i was showing matt that with it not having a bottom right the tent you pack down the snow around the sides so one it doesn't blow over on you but two it darkens it out because you also can close the flaps on the inside you close out and you darken it out and if you do a good job at clearing the snow on the bottom of the tent there you get that green glow of the lake, like that ice glow, and you can mm-hmm. really start to see down the holes. Mm. Yeah. So kind of to piggyback off Zach there to get to our little trouble we got in the second day, we go to Sealy Lake the second day because no luck on salmon. So we're going to go to the other lake. So we go out to Sealy. There's even less people set up fishing. There's maybe like three to four tops that day. Spread yeah. out too, because like two guys out. way yeah. across the lake, and kind of by that campground, you know, right on that point where we always put in by that boat ramp. There's that weird campground over there, like the seat lodges at Sealy Lake, wherever they have a bunch of permanent ice huts kind of set out. So I think you can rent them, and like it's like, oh, we have an ice hut for you too. Yeah, they're like those wooden ones and stuff, <clears throat> and so we're sitting there and like. Mind you, like the first day, the day prior was much windier. We get set up on Sealy and there was like no wind when we set up like, oh, we, we don't have to stake the, you know, the tent down or nothing. And, and the tent, like Zach was saying is designed where there's this like flat lip around it where you put snow over on the outside of the tent. So it prevents it from like lifting in the wind. And then they have stakes too, but we did the snow and all of a sudden me, Zach and, and Thea are sitting there and the whole tent, just a gust of wind, just blows it, blows it up and knocks Zach over. And I'm sitting there like, like with my little tiny, cause there are many little fishing poles that you have. I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck? <laughs> it would have been so funny if there would have been a camera outside because of just the way, like it just went boom and then you just see us like inside the tent you know <laughs> like everyone's just kind of oh. doing what they're doing like oh my god oh my god matt's like what the fuck and this thing starts the wind picks up so it starts to blow almost blow away on us i'm like push it in fold it in and then we'll rebuild it and thea's just sitting there like all our stuff like was wild No, and like the crazy thing is like that wind gust was so strong that could have blew that thing across the lake like easy because it was all like in, you know, against it, like where it just a cone just takes it. Did you see that video I sent you guys with those guys chasing theirs across the fucking lake? Uh, I think so. It sounds familiar. It's the kid and the mom kind of walking and then in the background there's like two guys chasing their ice up just blowing away in the wind that would be the worst 
especially on snow because like it's hard to run on snow yeah that'd be just the worst i like that blooper video zach of the ice fishing like mishaps yeah (laughs) mark you should see that one because there's like people who like they're dropping their phones or their fish like back down in the hole where it just slides off the ice oh i bet (laughs) and just they everything goes down the hole i yeah I lost the, we had, we lit a fire and we did steaks in bear country and I, uh, I, I lost the lighter at the end of the day down the hole. Like I stood up, it was on my lap and sure enough, everything, cause the, everything melts to the hole. That's the rule in the ice hut. Everything melts to the hole. So like, just be like, if you want something protected, put it in a zipper pocket or don't bring it on the ice. Cause it's going to the hole. <laughs> it's tribute to the lake. Right. <laughs> I've seen seen a lot of things go down or like the auger, like when you're drilling down and like kind of right before it breaks through the ice, you feel it like push down and then water shoots up. And that's when you let go of the gas and pull it up. Well, on the video he showed these guys got their ice augers and the thing, the top part with the throttle was like spinning in circles and it was stuck in the ice where they couldn't get the stop. Uh-huh. They were like trying to hit it with something, and it's just like <laughs> oh god! Is it a big squirt of water up? Like it's a nice little, uh, I guess, uh, what do you call it? Like a, I don't know, like an Arctic. Um, what are those bidet? Where it just like a oh, <laughs> kinda. I mean, you're you're yeah. going to wear boots that can get wet because yeah. it's going to bring a puddle. The harder you push down when you break through that ice to the water, the more water is going to shoot up. And so, like, I was doing it, like, too hard because I was getting the hang of it pretty good where I'd push down harder, and it just – it shoot up all over my boots, the, the water. Did it shoot and squirt you in the face at all or just the boots? No, just the boots because it's just, like, a eight-inch, like, hole. So it's just, like – it's like it boiled over kind of um like on the snow around it no it's cold okay. shit. Oh, it's it cold, cold. You get oh, yeah. Yeah. it was cold yeah I'm, I'm i'm certain that it's cold water <laughs> if you're able to freeze it like multiple inches uh i don't go to that location going like i bet you that water below hot as shit <laughs> the wild west is full of dangers from snakes to bears the outdoorsman must be prepared That is why when you experience rivers like the San Juan or the Yellowstone, you must bring a blue ribbon net. Handcrafted and biodegradable, these classic wooden fishing nets are all you need while on the river. Make sure to use code RUGARU10 when checking out at Blue Ribbon Nets. Again, the code is RUGARU10. R-U-G-A-R-U-1-0. In need of LED lights for your vehicle? Look no further than our friends at Oxteo. Keeping our vehicles well lit while on the road while looking for Bigfoot. Make sure to use code RUGARU, R-U-G-A-R-U, on your next set of LED lights. Well, that's the thing is like you you get there and you got to be careful too. Because I stepped in, we were taking down the tent and I stepped in the hole even and I got my boot wet. But like I've done it before where I've stepped like my freaking whole leg down before. 
and then you stand up like, oh my gosh, my legs all wet, but that's nice. We had the heater, so I dried off, but yeah, you gotta be okay. careful with that. Other part of it is, I guess every states are different with the regulations and stuff, but outside of the tent, it's two holes per person. So you can have um, the little short fishing poles, which we, in your ice hut you're using, or you use those things called tip-ups, which are basically like a flag that like it triggers it when the fish hits the line and you just set them like across the hole in these little things and uh, put your bait on whatever. But that's the thing is when you're picking up camp, those holes are ankle breakers big time. If you, oh, you're, I bet. Yeah. Like if you put the front part of your toe down, like that's what Zach almost did. Like he's like, oh shit. Like, you know, so. Gotta be slow. You gotta be slow around that stuff. Ankles with those holes. So I could see you as one of them tipper fishers where you just set them out there and you're just like, we're gonna wait for my little flag to go. Oh yeah. No, it's a great I feel like this type of fishing really encourages alcoholism (laughs) because you could sit out there all day in your tent and like just get hammered i'm sure i mean what else are you gonna do out there <laughs> well in the states that it's legal you could hot box the tents. Uh, yeah that too that yeah too. i mean you're not wrong there so i guess that actually brings up a good point while you're sitting there fishing whatnot like what the hell did you do well so on good old Sealy lake you do have cell service so we did watch that Kansas Baylor basketball game. Yeah. <laughs> are you guys, are either one of you big Kansas or Baylor fan? They were ranked five and nine. It was something oh. on ESPN and oh, out there. But it was like, hey, we're watching the game on the phone, <laughs> on Zach's phone. <laughs> and Thea's like reading her Kindle. I think she was reading her Kindle, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's reading. She had like three books yeah, out. We had snacks and food, and you know, sometimes we get out and go check our the tip ups outside. Matt and, was pretty good. Like, did you reel any uh, any of the tip ups up? Like when you would go outside and check them? Not not reeling them. I would just make see if the flag popped up, kind of thing. But uh, yeah, no, and and then you know, sometimes you gotta go to the bathroom, so you just take a walk to the shore and find a bush and. Do your thing. That's gross. <laughs> Even what well, what's crazy is they Pipe have snow. or the the bathroom the the pit toilet was open at Sealy. So, well, I, I'm sure. I'm sure they don't close it a whole lot. I mean, no, but that lake. Don't get me wrong, Sealy Lake. Most of the time, the reason they close those kind of bathrooms is because they don't want the homeless in there. Right. Right. But that, see, that one, what was interesting is because that gate, they closed the gate at the road there. Oh. On, the, on that one. So you had to park out there to walk in. Whereas, oh. like the other boat, you could have went to the other boat ramp across the lake as well and walked in there. Like they parked, you could park there. But I don't know. It was interesting. Yeah. The only thing is, like, you had to walk through two feet of snow to get to the toilet. So uh, that was fun take a step and your leg just like oh shit like, it sinks down <laughs> gotta get you some snowshoes i know 
No, I've been I've been wanting to try that. I've never tried that before. I was just gonna ask if you've ever snowshoed. It's a fun time. It's not bad. Yeah, and they got like those ones now, right? They're not like those old school ones. They're like smaller, huh? Like yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not like a tennis racket on your uh, your foot. Uh, do do you just walk out on the ice with like normal boots, or do you need like crampons? Um, so like out there, you're you're walking on like a foot of snow anyway. So oh, okay. your normal boots are kind of like steely. But when you are like out eastern Montana and stuff, and we're fishing Daily Lake or Tongue, crampons are nicer to have if you have them. So like, yeah, what Zach's saying is that Western Montana, you had like four inches of like fluffy snow on top of the ice. So just yeah. your boots work great. Just, you know, um, kind of high up your ankle. And then Eastern Montana, it's more like there's not as much snow on top of the ice. So it's more straight ice you're walking on, which is actually probably harder, huh, Zach? Yeah, you walk a little slower, but it's what's kind of and what's shitty in Eastern Montana is the wind. So when you're walking on ice in the wind, it's it's not the best. Sometimes you go the wrong direction. But yeah, I, the crampons see. would probably be a must Eastern. Right, but you can see through the ice sometimes too. So oh, like, that's I'm, cool. like I'm talking like literally like when you set that ice out up and you black it out. Oh, you really get a glow in because you you're getting like the sun sometimes on like a sunny day shining and hitting the other ice around it. So it's really mm-hmm. glowing. Well, when Zach had this glow in the dark like tube thing when we blacked it out and it gave it that gave it that like neon green color, which was like really cool. And like again, it would make the fish more visible too that way if it was extremely clear. Okay. Well, I guess uh I guess we gotta ask the real well, no, there's a couple of real important questions, but the first real important question I got for you, Matt, the Wanderers are wanting to know, did you have a heck of a good time? Hey, man, you know, we didn't catch anything, but we did catch a really good time. So there you go. Will you go back? Will you ice fish again? That's what they really want to know. I will. I will. Um, I think it, it was for me, it was a good little uh president's day weekend getaway and uh in the cabin up at Sealy and got a few lakes to ice fish up there so what what did you think so so mark so you don't you didn't know this but the driveway was completely snowed in and what's been shitty is the weather right so it's been like that snow that like it melts and then it snows a little bit more and then it melts and it does like that kind of layering so you can like walk on top of it for like four or five steps and the next four or five steps, you're like in it two f- feet deep because it's just like yeah solid. And so we couldn't drive a car in. Plus the way the plow plows in the driveway, like that's just ice and rocks right there. You're just like, God damn it. So we had to park up behind, uh, up on the road behind and like kind of hike down in the snow. So I'm going to ask Matt, what do you think about that getting into the cabin that way? That, yeah, that was kind of fun, but <laughs> I didn't, well, for one, I didn't even know there was a road up behind there, to be honest. Oh, really? I didn't even know there was a road up there. Yeah. And then it was just like, oh, it's like right there. Just up. Yeah, like, it's like right on top of it. I've seen, I remember being out there and seeing cars go by. Oh, yeah, no, I, I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I I was thinking like there was maybe like a driveway up there, up above further, but I didn't realize how close it was. 
Yeah. That's the way we had to come in. And like the, it was actually more slick with ice the first day we got there and we're unloading our stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the more it snowed, the easier it was to walk on too, which was yeah. nice. it did snow. I mean, it probably snowed a good eight inches on us while we were at Sealy. It really did. Yeah. It, and um, <laughs> then I don't know if Zach mentioned, but we had a bit of a incident at the cabin as well. Oh yeah. Well, basically me, Thea and Zach are sitting there just watching, you know, a Montana high school basketball game on TV, which I didn't really sign up for, but it was interesting. So, cause that's, that's their entertainment in that state. So, <laughs> so we're sitting there and I'm like, you guys smell that, that smell that like burnt plastic electrical smell and or something like burnt plastic and they're like no and then they waited like another minute and they're like yeah what is that so we're looking all around the house and um zach kind of knew where it was coming from and he's like oh shit it's the hot water heater under the house oh shit yeah and so it's down there in in the like was it the panel or the wiring on it, Zach? Some, yeah, some with the. So basically, what was ha- there's two panels and there's like plastic pieces kind of with wires coming into it. And on the bottom piece of the water heater, there, that plastic panel was just smoldering away. Mm. Like the dial that you turn to control like the water temperature and stuff is just the, the like screws just like smoldered out of there and that plastic is melting. And I'm like, I don't know. It was such a terrible smell too. Like, it's like, I might get cancer from smelling this all night. (laughs) (laughs) That was worried about. Burnt burnt plastic is not a fun smell. No, it was interesting. It was really like, what the heck is going on? And then we got down there and, uh, we figured like we, I, you know, I, I flipped the breaker, turned it off and guess we'll get a new water heater. So maybe, maybe you guys will get warm showers at the cabin. One of the years. Yeah. <laughs> Zach was saying they'd been talking about replacing the water heater for 10 years now. And I would say it's about time after this. It gives you an excuse. <laughs> it really does. And it's good. It gives me an excuse to go up there this spring. So uh, I'll figure something out. So we'll continue the journey up there. But that's not all we did. We didn't just take Matt Buddy out ice fishing for his first time. Um, We also went over to the Bison Range and the Garden of Buddhas over kind of in the Flathead Valley area. Yeah, I saw you guys went to the Garden of Buddhas. That was something... Uh, Vince, Phil, and I wanted to go uh, check out when we did that massive trip, um, but we decided to spend, well, we didn't decide. We got the opportunity to spend our day in the uh, AT&T store trying to fix the only working phone between the three of us because the phone caught on fire. Um, oh. So uh, <laughs> we we we're unfortunately not able to uh go to the garden of thousand buddhas i think it is yeah uh 10,000 oh my uh, not a math guy um <laughs> but um uh, i bet in the uh, snow it was kind of cool too it it was um it was interesting cuz that that 
garden was actually there was like patches of snow there on the ground and Zach was saying for this time of year it should have more snow than that um but it was like it was kind of windy there huh? it was actually kind of cold when we were walking around and uh it was just a very like with that mountain air and like in that valley it's definitely a very like peaceful place like, well, and how they put it too, you know. You've said you've been there before. Once, yeah, when I lived in Montana. And then you did. Uh, you said you did the tour, or you went into the lodge, or whatever there, uh, the gift center. Yeah. They, yep. they said the Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama had a vision or something. That's the story. Or. Yeah. So he had like a dream of a mountain valley, and um it ended up being in that valley in Montana. And so they're saying like, he wanted a location um, for, cause there's like monks. I, I don't know a lot about this kind of stuff really, but there's a lot of like, um, there's monks who like live there. Like, and you're supposed to, when you enter this place, you have to walk around the circle, like clockwise. There's protocol on a board, like, when you drive up to the parking lot, basically you have to read. And um, long story short, he had this dream. And so it's interesting because it's located on an Indian reservation. And so the tribal, he approached the Dalai Lama and the whole, you know, uh, Tibetan folks approached the tribe about having this center located there and they were okay with it. They okayed it. And so they have some sort of arrangement, which, I don't know really the details of that, but I think it's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, you you come in and you they they ask that you donate like a ten five to ten dollar like donation um, is kind of a general you know protocol there. But um, no, it's very like there there's this new construction of a Tibetan prayer flag like. Um, I don't know what you would call that structure, Zach. Yeah, it was like a tree, you know, like they all go into one point in the center, like a big Tibetan yeah. flag, like Christmas tree. Yeah, it's like a Christmas tree of Tibetan prayer flags. I don't know how else to describe it, but like um, just kind of like an like an arbor, essentially an arbor um, on a hill. But that was like really cool because it looked just like something they would have in Tibet in the mountains, like like along their spiritual places, you know? And so, um, yeah, no, it was really cool. And just the amount of like this, all these Buddha statues and they, they all have like writing on them and meanings and stuff in their belief. So. Right. And not only that, but same also in Arlie there, uh, the town of Arlie, there was that Bigfoot store that we were able to check out. Uh, they opened <laughs> up last May. So there is a Bigfoot store in Montana. Yeah, so so it was really fascinating that we hit the Buddha Center. We saw the Bigfoot store on our way in, but we decided, well, we'll hit that on our way back out to Missoula when we leave. Well, it looked like a restaurant, and we're like, oh, we're not like going to eat there. Right. And then, like on the way back, we're like, oh, it's a restaurant and gift shop, and yeah, it is. You we can saw actually get a that said gift shop, and Zach's like, yeah, we better stop then because we had time to kill till he took me to the airport but um kind of transition we go over to the bison range and 
the bison this is the supposedly the national bison range and it was like it was sort of a federal managed um drive-through park at the time but now from the like park, 1909 like yeah they no, took it from the indians early on like took this and said this is like federal bison range right right and so now the actually the flathead tribes manage it so like we drove up to the visitor center and zach and i were trying to play the whole like native card to like and you have a discount, but like, they're like, no, just from this tribe, it, it's 20 bucks a car, which I think is reasonable, but there's basically two roads through the park. One goes up on the top of the mountain and goes up over. That's more open in spring, summer when the snow's gone. And then there's the prairie drive. Zach and I did the prairie drive because it was low by the river. And we saw bison, eagles, and deer but there are also wolf um wolves Bear. bears mule deer elk and like bighorn sheep as well in this park and so it's like zach and i were talking it almost seems like a very like mini yellowstone with just the wildlife in that sense yeah like, kind of like a more almost in the sense like that wildlife safari drive but yes. more wild, like but actually more, wild. North American animals, not African. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like those deer are, you know, yeah, like they wandered in. Yeah. And some of the, yeah, like the deer, they kind of go outside of the park boundaries of the fence and come in and the bison kind of are there all the time. But well, I'm interested too, because the Flathead tribes, they're one of the more active tribes in the state of Montana to see what they do do with that park and how they open it up further. Uh, Cause they changed the museum completely to show the tribal histories. Yeah. Um, like I learned, I was reading, there is a white bison that used to live there on the bison range. And like, it was very spiritual to the people and the they had white it, buffalo. Yes. And they had it stuffed and it's in Helena. And oh. the tribe, the tribe has been demanding it back. So I think, like, come on, guys, give it back. Yeah, no, it yeah. was interesting. Um, I I thought it was cool to see because we, you know, we never really checked it out before. So, and it's not that far from Sealy in reality, <laughs> Mark. So, like, next time you are in that area, like, it is like worth the day trip to do all this. Really? And we even really capped nice. it off. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, we even capped it off by going down to Lolo Hot Springs. Yeah. No, and what's crazy is actually that valley with those, uh, the Buddha Center and the Bison Range, they're actually much closer to Missoula than we thought. Like, they're maybe, like, Bison Range is maybe an hour north of Missoula, huh, Zach? Yeah, it's really not too far. Lolo was like 30 minutes, 40 minutes from Missoula up the other way toward the mountain toward idaho so yeah um it was cool i i liked that day because we're you know the roads were good and we're just kind of driving around seeing these little spots we've never been to before and that's i mean that's part of wandering what wandering your way right right exactly (laughs) and well and that's part of it right like we we went to the uh low low hot springs and you know that to kind of cap the night off and it was kind of cool because there was not a lot of people. There was maybe two groups, three groups. And at really at the end of it, it was me, Matt, and this other dude at one point in this pool. So it was three of us just in this pool. So it really was like 
cool because you could definitely see where that place is busy in the summer, busier during yeah. tourist. So it was nice to have that to ourselves in that sense. And it was nice because it was that uh, Monday night at the end of a holiday weekend. And so like that's probably and as well as the approaching storm coming in was kind of like there. Yeah, I'm sure there it gets way more crowded there at that place. Right. And then we capped it off. I took him downtown Missoula, the Ox, the <laughs> Oxford Cafe and Bar and uh, got him, you know, breakfast for dinner, whatever we had at the diner and uh, sent him on his way on the airplane. And I drove the four hours back to Billings and beat the storm and sitting here negative 10 right now so <laughs> what a weekend that sounds <clears throat> um actually that is that's low-key kind of perfect timing uh to cap it off like that because uh i kind of gotta be that guy but uh it would be silly of me before i we jump into final words It'd be absolutely silly of me if I didn't ask the most important question all night. Everyone from the moment they started listening today is dying to know, Matt Buddy, Zach, did you see Bigfoot? No? No. We tried. We tried. Better luck next time. Uh, but no, anyways, now we can move on officially into those final words. Uh, Matt, buddy, you've been here before. Final, so lead us off. Final words, my guy. Yeah, no, thanks for uh, having me on again. I, I, I think, I, I think with this trip, it really, um, really highlighted like you know don't be afraid to try new things i was hesitant about walking on ice i really i really was <laughs> but uh you know like you, you got to have a little bit of faith and you know people have done that before and you know as long as it's thick enough you're gonna be all right and uh yeah i mean and then you know these little these little uh visits that we did you know like stops that like Maybe you've driven somewhere and you're like, oh, I've never stopped at that. You know, like those are those little spots uh, tend to be a little more special sometimes than you think. And so, uh, you know, one of those we didn't mention was in Idaho was that Elmer's Fountain. And right off the highway and we, Zach and I have both driven by it a million times and it's, it all, it's really cool. It's just this natural, like this spring that they have they create a fountain off of and it was it was frozen because it's winter so it was really cool to look at and uh summer you could fill your water bottle up there you know so and that was on just on the idaho side of that mountain pass there but uh yeah we hit that on the way out to start our you know little journey so um yeah yeah don't be afraid to stop and don't be afraid to try new things there we go. Love it. Love it. Amen. Uh, Zach, final words. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely in the Matt Buddy sense, try new things. Because, yeah, we were able to hit Elmer's Fountain. And like I said, yeah, does that when it's frozen like that, it's really cool because it's just all the, the water, right? The way it's just freezing on itself, just spraying out the top. And uh, we were able to do that. We were able to get you out on the ice for the first time and do something fun. You know, we were talking about getting other people up there next winter, getting on snowmobiles next winter. 
uh, trying that for the first time. Whoever wants to come, let us know. We'll plan a trip. Because we even drove the Jeep back um, kind of on further on some dirt roads uh, in the summer. They're dirt roads. But there's some giant parking lots for the snowmobile trailers. Giant parking lots. So um, there's a lot of trails to be uh, sledded on up there in the winter. So I'm definitely down to do that with the whoever's down next year, you know, Jared, Colton, Matt, whoever, whoever's not listening right now. Um, we'll, we'll plan it, but you just gotta, like Matt said, try new things, get out there, explore, see mother nature and force yourself. You know, if, if you want to be out negative 10 degrees, you got to go find it, but, or you can just stay inside like me. No, that's good. All right, Mark. Love it. I love it. Uh, Reverend's final words of wisdom say beautiful, everybody. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate every single one of you for listening all the way through uh, and all the things that you do. Uh, make sure you're hitting the like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Uh, exciting news. I mean, if you've read the the descriptions, you'll probably see it in there. But uh, super exciting news. We at the Wandering Ways uh, podcast have teamed up with a really cool kind of uh, website called bookstore.org. Uh, it's a online bookstore. You can buy books on there and a portion of those uh, proceeds that you buy on the book a portion of those sales actually will go to a local small bookstore and you get to pick the bookstore so you can pick a local one in your area uh, or if you want you can really kind of hit up some bookstore in iowa because iowa probably needs uh help actually more like ohio right now ohio <laughs> needs the most help right now because they got that train going on um but anyways there's a link in the description to our uh like basically the wandering ways favorite uh books we got sections nature all that fun stuff adventures so please check it out support local bookstores don't buy from those jerks at amazon jeff bezos doesn't need more money like just support the local bookstores all right you can uh, who cares prime is overrated uh but no anyways with that being said peace out everybody bye